Our Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise for a time like this. We ask, O Lord, that you will speak unto us. Blessed Father, by your Spirit, cause us to have a deep understanding of your word. And the mystery that you have given unto us, O God, in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The message, what we are going to be considering this morning, is the body, the blood, and the redeemed. Praise the Lord. So, there are two elements in our Holy Communion, which is the bread and the wine, and that is the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe the Lord wants to open our eyes this morning to um, deeper truth in God's word. Uh, so that we will take advantage of the sacrament. Amen? Because uh, I, somehow, sometimes I just imagine that Jesus Christ is sometimes baffled. That after his sacrifice, that after giving us everything that we need to have victory in life, so many of his children still walk in defeat. So many of his children still walk in defeat. I just imagine in my mind's eye, that's an imagination, that the father will look at the son and say, what is happening to the children that you have given birth to? Amen. The body and the blood of Jesus Christ is the highest form of sacrifice that exists both in the realm of the spirit and in the physical. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 17, it said the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar for the atonement of the soul. Hallelujah. You know, from the beginning, man willingly submitted himself into bondage to the devil. God said, the day you eat of this fruit, that day you will die. A man went and ate it. It doesn't matter how it came, but he ate it. And the moment he ate it, the mystery of death began to walk in us. We walked Willingly into bondage. And surprisingly, what happened in the Garden of Eden is still happening today amongst Christians. Christians are still willing themselves into bondage. Because in the Garden, God gave them liberty. God gave every one of his children liberty. Enjoy the Garden. Everything that is here has been given to you to enjoy. But this one, don't go there. And man willingly 
And I want to, I want to share with us that is actually your will. It is actually your will that determines whether you enjoy the victory and the liberty in Christ or not. We willingly walk in liberty or willingly in this walk in disobedience and then we remain in bondage. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible says that in sin did my mother conceive me. Meaning that every man born of flesh came, what? Through sin. But how was Jesus Christ conceived? How was he conceived? Now, you see that in those days, the sacrifices they made was from goats, rams, beds, flesh that had blood. So without the shedding of blood, that's what the Bible says, there is no remission of sins. But what kind of atonement were they having? When they shed the blood of goats, can you imagine that we as human beings, even biology, common sense tells you that we are higher than goats. Are we not? We are higher than goats. But you commit sin by your own will. You not expect that when you kill a goat, it will take care of the sin you have committed. Since when did goat now suddenly become higher than you? Do you know that the... Re- I, you know, I wonder, why is it that the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, sin cannot be removed or atoned for, covered? I now saw that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I also saw that blood speaks. But what kind of blood speaks? It is only the blood of man that speaks. The blood of animals don't speak. They don't have... You know why they don't speak? Because they don't carry the life of the spirit. The Bible says that when Cain slaughtered Abel, God came to him and said, the blood of your brother is crying to me. Amen? So, the blood of man speaks. But when you use goats as sacrifice, what does it speak for you? There is no soul in goats. There is no soul in animals. They don't have spirit. So when they die, that is it. So what they are able to do is to cover that sin for some time. It covers it. And Stops the hand of judgment that should come on you. Whenever man lives in sin, judgment follows. And this judgment has been pronounced. So it's not as if there is a, a fresh... No, 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 no. The consequences of sin is that. And that is how man began to fall ill. Man 
started growing old. The mystery of death began to work in our bodies. That is why when you grow and when you're 70, you see somebody who is looking fresh. Uh, he's no longer, he brings the picture. Like even my own now, my picture that I took with my wife when we started cutting. If you come into my room and look at that picture now, I, it's not the same person that you see now that you see in that picture. I have changed. That's the mystery. You, you, so it's working in your flesh every day. You gradually, you're gradually walking to the grave. The flesh walks where? To the grave. This is one truth which Christians, surprisingly, we want to forget. If unbelievers forget the place called grave, which all flesh we go to, Christians should not forget. Amen? Surprisingly, Christians forget. And there is this kind of gospel that is currently in vogue. You know, last week, the message was on grace. You see, the grace of God is everywhere. People don't want to bring themselves into the arena where grace will reach to them. If you don't do it, there's nothing grace can do. And that is what the Bible calls frustration of what? Grace. When grace, you know, today, and they are looking at the blood and the body, that grace actually is in that blood and in that body. Amen. So, people now say grace. The moment you have confessed your sin, you are now a child of God. You can never backslide. It's not true. That you, there is nothing like that. You are now a child of God forever. Just continue to live your life the way you like. Do jamboree with the devil and also come back and jamboree with the children of God. That is the highest form of deceit. You know, Satan has corrupted so many things. He wants also to corrupt the gospel of grace. Amen. But by the power of the Spirit, everyone who is under this roof, the gospel cannot be corrupted in your life in the name of Jesus. So because blood carries life and blood speaks, in the realm of the spirit, it is a spiritual currency. Goods and services are exchanged in the realm of the spirit by blood. And that is why when people consult all manner of occultic powers, they say bring what? Blood. So there is power in blood. And the highest form is human sacrifice. But now when you come to a human being, you now ask yourself, what about the blood of Jesus? You know, Jesus is one mystery which even theologians don't understand. Because he's 100% human being and 100% what? God. He was not conceived in sin. The Bible says when the revelation came to her, and the angel Gabriel said to Mary, and moreover, in, in Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 5, he said he has been of him, that God gave him what? 
a prepared body. So meaning God was careful to prepare the body of Jesus. He didn't want to just take the body of Moses. He was conceived in sin and he was not blameless. He didn't want to take the body of Joshua. He was conceived in sin. He was not blameless. He didn't want to take the body of any of the prophets. Call them Elijah. Elisha. They were not qualified. So God prepared him what? A body. How? He first of all came to earth. Preserved a virgin. He first of all came to earth and did what? He preserved a virgin. See, the fact that Jesus was born by a virgin is important to God. And all these people who try to confuse science, they say, how can? Is it possible? See, that is very important to what? To God. For him, because in the realm of the spirit, God needed to give a sacrifice that would take care of the sin of the whole world. Because when you want to do your own sacrifice, they say, bring seven virgins. It's for you. And even in that one, they say, okay, after bringing seven virgins, they give you money. Within, as you are enjoying your money, enjoying the thing, something just happens. They say, bring another seven virgins. Rule 14. And then, you now commit another thing again. They say, bring another what? Seven virgins. So you are in bondage to sacrifice virgins every day. He said, ah, I thought I have brought, I tried now, I brought seven heads the other time. Isn't it enough? They said, no. You know, if you want to continue to live, to enjoy, do what? You must bring another one. Is that not bondage? And that is the kind of bondage also we in everybody who has not accepted Jesus Christ into his life. Amen. Can we look at Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15? Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14 to 15. Somebody read. For as much then as his children are particles of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death, we are all their lifetime subject to bondage. Amen. Did you hear that? Now, I said, when man sinned, the mystery of death began to walk in man. So, man needed deliverance. If we must live, there must be a sacrifice, but it is not the sacrifice of virgins. Because it will not be enough. If we must continue to communicate with God, there must be a sacrifice. But not the sacrifice of a man born in sin. Angel Gabriel said to Mary, he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you will conceive of the child. He says it's a holy thing. So man did not know Mary. So now you know as what is the blood group of Jesus Christ? 
Some people said, you know, that's what is called Shroud of Turin, which they kept in Vatican. They say it's the cloth that they used to cover Jesus Christ. They have analyzed that thing. They have analyzed. See, God will always leave a question for you to search for. God doesn't give you everything, all the answers. So he always leaves a question. Why? So that you will continue to come after him. So when you have questions in your life, it is not for you to say, ah, this God is frustrating me. No. It's for you to continue to chase after God. Because there must always be a question. Maybe you are here, you are passing through some situations. You have applied the blood of Jesus. You have prayed. You feel you have been forgiven. And yet, some things are happening. That's a question. That's a question. Continue to search in God. One day, if it pleases him, he gives you the revelation of the answer. So people began to say, what is the blood group of Jesus? Because when my children, they will inherit genetically part of my own and my wife. So what is the blood group? The Holy Ghost and the Virgin. What is his blood group? Amen. It's the blood group of God. Because God did not want to leave any chance. Why? Because while we were yet sinners, he loved us. Because of his love, he was ready to give his highest sacrifice. So that any spirit, even Lucifer himself, comes. Because let me tell you, Lucifer can challenge angels. He challenges angels. He can battle you. He can come. But when the sacrifice of God himself comes down. He bows down to it. So that is the reason why God did not want to take chance. Because if he had given the sacrifice of a holy man. After all, in fact, they would have used, he would have used Isaac long ago. Who was ready to die. Amen. But he was not qualified. So the blood of Jesus is 100% is from God. And then 100% from where? The virgin. Why did he choose the virgin? Why didn't he just surface? Where we read that because his children are partakers of flesh and blood. Let's read it. Verse 14, Hebrews 2. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. And that is who? So he was looking for the highest realm. Or that one, demons. Say, mommy, water. Eken Jabba. That's not what he's looking for. He wants to handle it once and for all. Do you know something? The blood of Jesus is the highest realm of sacrifice. So having presented himself upon the altar, the Bible says he purchased us. Somebody read. Acts of Apostles chapter 20 verse 28. 
Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God which he had purchased with his own blood. To feed who? The church of God. Who is the church of God? Me and you. What did he use to purchase us? His own blood. So, from that scripture, we have been purchased by the costliest thing you can think of on earth. The blood of Jesus Christ. Now, what is your value? Who are you? Abuna Madu Jogi, or devil comes to you now, is challenging you with some problems. What do you answer? What is your value? What is your what? I believe the reason why God is speaking to us is because so many people forget who they are. Imana, right now, let's come down to the realm of the flesh. If somebody kidnaps, Imana, everybody not here now. Socially speaking, we are not on the same class. Are we? And when they get kidnapped, you, they begin to ask for 2 billion naira. 20 billion. Then when they are getting up, they ask for 100,000. That is the price they are placing on those people. Whether they get it or not. But that's the price. But for you, for you, now, if you really understand yourself, you will know the price that God has placed on you. What is the price? The, his own blood, the blood of his precious begotten son. That is how much you are worth. So if you know how much you are worth, it will make you to conduct yourself. Do, do you know the reason why Jesus, one of the reasons, because there are so many, the revelations we are also sharing together this morning is just some part of the revelations. It's not everything about the body and the blood of Jesus. Amen. But one of the reasons Jesus knows that the people he wants to raise are mean people. Jesus is not about to raise people who are fearful. People who are going to become afraid of circumstances. No. So he took his time. He took his time. He took his time and sacrificed himself. To raise special people. Who he has made us to become. Revelation chapter 5. The Bible says. The place I'm looking for. Is where the scripture says. And he has made us. 5 from verse 9 to 10. He has made us. Unto our God. Kings and priests. Chapter 5 from verse 9 to 10. Just read it for us. They sung a new song. Saying, Thou worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Now, take note of the chronology. First of all, what happened? He redeemed us by what? In verse 9. He redeemed us by what? By his blood. 
The meaning of redeem is that buy back. That's redemption. Buy back. He bought us back. By the highest See, the enemy would have actually temporarily be happy with human sacrifices. And after some time, he comes back again. But, no. God gave the highest. And the Bible says he redeemed us by his blood. And what has he now made us after redemption? What? King and priest. So that we will do what? We will do what? Reign where? Where are you now? So now, are you reigning on earth? Are you really reigning? As a Christian, are you reigning? Is it possible for an Igwe, a first class Igwe to be in a community and people don't know that Igwe is around? Is it possible? It's not possible. How can a child of God live in a place bought by the blood of Jesus? Redeemed and made king in Why? Because we don't know what we carry. Because we don't know, we are not willing to share it with others. Some people really, we are just Christians because we are Christians. Amen? We are Christians. Inherited Christianity. Amen. But if you know what you carry, you will be willing to tell your brother, I said, nah. Nah. Eh, wo ye me re me ze. Isolum, o ye me ge ze. Amen. Isolum, o ye me ge gini. He has bought us back and has made us to become kings and priests. Now, if you read the whole of Hebrews, you will realize that the book of Hebrews was talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. Everything that happened in the Old Testament says it's a shadow of the real thing. What is the real thing? Which is in Christ. The next phase is where we will practicalize what we are hearing now. In the tabernacle of those days, the way they worshipped, they had what is called the holy place and the holy of holies. Now, the holy place was where the priests priest used to stay. Amen? When you enter the holy place, you see the table to the right of the priest. That table is called the table of the showbread or the bread of his presence. It, con- it contains 12 bread. And that bread, they renewed it every seven days. At the seventh day, the priest will eat it. It contains 12. That 12 signifies the tribes of Israel. Complete, completeness. So meaning that the bread is enough for everyone. Now let me tell us something. There is another bread which we eat today. That bread is complete for all of us. It's complete. If you are a member of the spiritual Israel, the bread of life, which we read in John chapter 6. The Bible says, John chapter 6 verse 48 says, I am what? The bread of life. Who qualified in the Old Testament to eat the bread? The priests. The people were not eating it. Who are you today? A priest. Therefore, only priests, only those who are children of God, who are born again, upon the merit confirmation, only those who are born again are qualified. Because when you are born again, that's when the Lord has made you to become what? A priest. 
a priest. Only them are qualified to eat the bread. Now, I am not trying to do away with confirmation. The confirmation, if you understand the meaning, we are confirming that you are now born again. Having examined you. Are you hearing me? And the bishop lays hands on you. So, but some people do ceremonial confirmation. They want to do confirmation so that they will join those who come to eat or eat so. It's not the reason. It's not those who are sick. Because if you do it that way, you will become like um, Judas. Judas was amongst the, the... He was on the table. But he backleaded. Why? Because so he was, he was focused on something. He was chasing something. When they gathered on the Lord's table, Jesus said, the Bible says he brought the bread. He broke it. What did he do? Immediately he just said, take it. This is my body. That was when Judas should have said, Lord, I actually have been planning to, <laughs> to sell you. That was his opportunity. He did not confess. They said, Lord, is it me? Those other people began to confess. Lord, is it Lord? Only in case, Lord, is it me? He was not sincere in his confession. And that is how some people come. They say, you know, some of us that are undergoing the confirmation class now, we are preparing you. Some of you, you think that what we do, when we ask you, are you born again? You think we are joking. Because there is a danger. The danger is the, de- the devil is not going long rope now. Nabia. Nabia. Look at the altar. Nabia. But say, we start a confirmation. I say, you start eating. And that's what the Bible says on what the eating. After Judas ate, he left. What did he do? Suicide. Suicide. Amen. Let me tell you that a man plays curse on you does not mean the curse will come to pass. There is an answer to every curse. And what is that? The blood of Jesus Christ. But there are people who forget that the blood exists. Some people forget. There are sinners who forget. They don't confess. They just forget. And death will come. They die and go to hell. Why? Maybe they have been eating Holy Communion or what? I don't know. They have been eating Communion. communion. They are, they are communicants. But they are not really communicating. There are communicants who don't communicate. I want to ask you this morning. Are you actually in communion with God? What is the reason why you come to eat the bread? The bread of his presence. See, the bread is here this morning. I want to eat this thing because the blood... And the body. I have briefly talked about some of the things which he has done. That body was broken for us. John chapter 6 from verse 48. That, that sacrifice makes us kings. Like Mephibosheth. When David was made king. He says, is there anyone in the household of, uh, household of Saul? Let me show him mercy because of who? Jonathan his father. And they say, yes, yes, the son, the grandson of Saul, the son of Jonathan. He said, where is he? They brought, they went to him and they brought him. He said, today, from today, you will eat on my table. That is what Jesus did to us. Mephibosheth, do you know Mephibosheth was lame? And that is how you are lame without Christ. Are you hearing me? 
him in the you can't do anything for yourself. King invites you this morning. Come to my table. You will eat on my table for life. He said there will be bread for you. And he said, everything that has been taken away from you, your father's properties, everything, I return them to who? To you. Today, the Lord will return every inheritance in the name of Jesus. Can we read, please, John 6, 48 to, and I will tell you where to start. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. God bless you. Except you eat my flesh, and drink my blood, you have no life. Now, you remember we said sin brought death, and the mystery of death began to work, but there is an answer. The blood. He said, whosoever eats my flesh and drinks what? My blood. That's why in the Anglican church, we eat the flesh and the blood. Yeah, here. Amen? But how does it become the flesh and the blood? Hebrews 11 verse 6. He said, For without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please God. So when we come to the, the redeemed, now you have been bought. What do you do? Jesus said, take, do this in what? Remembrance of me. Why did he say remembrance? Is it that Jesus likes uh, birthdays? He likes to celebrate birthdays. He said, do this continually in remembrance of me. No. It's not for to remember that Jesus, don't remember Jesus died. No. The reason why he said that is because there are so many believers who will forget who they are. So many believers will forget that he has conquered Satan on their behalf. So many believers. And let me tell you, we forget. We really, really forget. Check yourself. Sometimes you face challenge. Some challenges just come. What is the first thing that occurs to you? Does it occur to you to pray? Or does it occur to you to go and start seeking for human help? Because you just remember all your connections. Bam! The issue is not the problem that has come to you. That's not the problem. The problem is that you will forget who you are. If, if you buy television and keep it, that television got burnt, what will you do? Is it not you who will take it to a repairer and do what? And fix it. You are now the property of God. Go back to him. He will fix the situation for you. But we forget. He said do this. And in what? Remembrance. You are sick here. You are sick here. Remember that the Bible says by his stripes. What? 
You cannot get blood without breaking the body. You cannot. You can't get blood without doing what? Breaking the body. Even when Jesus was praying and interceding, the Bible says he began to sweat. Medically speaking, that's called anhydrosis. That is, he began to sweat until he started sweating blood. The, for the blood to come out, the body did what? Broke. Some vessels broke. That's why in our communion, we say, the bread which we break, and we break it. So we are breaking it. Come on! Communicate with heaven. That is the virtue of the body of Christ. As, we, as you approach the table, you need to come with dignity in your heart. Come prepared. Some people say next week we have communion. We even announce it. And people go home and leave anyhow from Monday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They come to church and remember that they are communicant. Did you communicate Monday to Friday? And surprisingly, even here now, some people come. Don't you know that in the order of the Anglican communion, we use one cup. You are a communicant. Today is communion service. You just blast brown now your lips. You just paint everywhere and forgetting that we share at the Lord's table. And you come there, you don't even have the courtesy of cleaning it. Before you are invited. That means you are not considerate for your own brother or sister who shares the cup with you. In this place, we allow the word of God to have effect in the lives of believers so that you will know what to do. Amen. You will know what you don't. Nobody comes to force you. It's okay. Before you know, some churches do that. They announce it, but the Holy Spirit is announcing it today. Amen. The liturgy says, "Holy things for holy people. If any is holy, let him do what come. If any is not, let him do what repent." This is our liturgy. Your diabu. But that's if you look at it from the eye of Scripture. But if you just say it's liturgy. You don't let him call. You just, you're coming. And that is why after eating, sicknesses remain. When you take, receive the bread, that's the communion, that's communicant, communicant, or the pipe in the realm of the spirit. God is pouring virtue into your spirit. That's communication. Communication. We will communicate in the name of Jesus. Because when virtue enters, sicknesses go. When virtue enters, fear go. When virtues enter, your faith revives again. Allow the virtue to flow from God this morning as we approach the communion table. So, redeemed, what do you do with the blood? Come in faith. Come in faith. Come in faith. It's an open invitation. Just come with your faith. Come in boldness. Hebrews 4.16 Come, come, come in boldness. Don't be afraid. It doesn't kill you. It brings life. It brings what? Life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. So it brings life. Eh? Finally, this one is a physical one. I was saying be considerate. When you kneel down and the priest serves the wine. 
after giving the bread, he brings the wine. Please, be patient. Continue to communicate. Let him finish with your neighbor. As he's leaving your neighbor, then you do what? You stand up. So you don't mistakenly hit him. And pour the blood. We are communicating it into the spirit of man, not to the floor. Amen. Amen. Because some people, as soon as they come, they just receive. And they give them the wine, they quickly jump out. It's wrong. It's wrong. Amen. This morning, I want to pray a prayer. If you are here, you are not born again. That is, you have, the blood has not transformed. You have not been purchased. There's an opportunity given to you this morning to serve. Because we are in this life in preparation for heaven. For every one of us, we are preparing to die. Everybody, prepare well. Amen? Let's prepare it well. And the Lord will bless you for this preparation. So, I want to pray a prayer. Let us close our eyes. I'm going to pray. You are here. You want to give your life to Christ. Say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for this tremendous opportunity. Thank you for bringing your word to me. I repent of my sins. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Grant me newness of life. Put your Holy Spirit in me. Cause me that from today, I will live my life to please you. And I will be a communicant indeed. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Father, I thank you for your son. I give you praise. He has confessed you. Cause that, Father, from this day forward, we will experience newness of life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for answering our prayers. Cancel his name from the book of death. And write his name in the book of life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. I want to pray the second prayer. If you are sick, we are going to pray for all those who are sick. And maybe you are not seeing somebody who is sick. We are also going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word that has come powerfully this morning. I pray that Father, you will minister healing unto your children. Especially, O oh God, as they receive of the body and the blood. Let your healing touch be upon their lives. Even those who are not here. Let there be a communication of the virtues from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray.